Good morning, Brendan Rendo with the Homes in Orlando team and joined as always by Joseph Dion of Apley Home Mortgage. This is the Orlando Real Estate Buzz. And this week's been interesting. Jerome Powell opened his mouth. I love when he opened his mouth. And the market's freaked out. I don't think there's going to be anything he could ever say that's not going to freak the market out, though. Yeah. Yeah. It just, but it, boy, was he, um, it, I got this one clip because it kind of like shows you where the mentality is. I do not politically align with Elizabeth Warren, but boy, did she nail him. Good. Mm. What's the Fed clip? released it. its projections on the state of the economy under your monetary policy plan. According to the Fed's own report, if you continue raising interest rates as you plan, unemployment will be 4.6% by the end of the year, more than a full point higher than it is today. Chair Powell, if you hit your projections, do you know how many people who are currently working going about their lives, will lose their jobs? I don't, uh, I don't have that number in front of me. I will say it's, it's not, it's it's not just an intended consequence. It's well, not... But it is, and it's in your report, and that would be about 2 million people who would lose their jobs, people who are working right now making their mortgages. So, Chair Powell, if you could speak directly to the 2 million hardworking people who have decent jobs today, who you're planning to get fired over the next year, what would you say to them? How would you explain your view that they need to lose their jobs? I would explain to people more broadly that that inflation is extremely high and it's hurting the working people of this country badly, all of them, not just two million of them, but all of them are suffering under high inflation and we are taking the, the only measures we have to bring inflation down. And Wow. I don't know if there's any great way that he can say that, but like, kind of like, hey, why don't you guys just walk out there and we're just going to sacrifice you? Yeah. Like, yeah. It, it's like, I was thinking, okay, maybe we should throw up a, a poll today. What would you prefer? To be employed with high inflation or be unemployed with low inflation? I I, I think, he, no, wait, I, I will. Warren did say, she did say, that they were all hardworking. We can't assume they're all hardworking. <laughs> Some of them might not be. <laughs> Some of them might not be. But no, but it's, it's such a it's such a truth. Like that's the hard part. Is like the and we've been talking about this for months on end for a while. It's like his approach, which is what it is. Is hey, we're going to increase this. We're going to do. We're going to basically, you know, we're going to create higher unemployment because we know that's what it's going to take. He knows. Yep. He knows that's part of his plan. There's no circumventing it. I don't think he owned it the way he probably should have. He should have owned it a lot more. No, I don't think that was the best way. I I, I I think if if that's your plan, you got to say it with confidence, not like, oh, crap, I'm being cornered, and I know I'm being cornered, and how can I backpedal out of this? Like, But but it's tough. Like, The plan for the Fed right now is essentially that, right? Mm -hmm. It's keep driving it up, make it harder. and, and, And we're already, you and I were talking about this. All the job growth that we've been seeing is in what industries? Service. Service. Service industry. And that service industry was the industry that just, when COVID happened, went, and yep. now it's all the way back up. And it's been going at a rapid incline back to where it was pre-pandemic. But guess what? 
pre-pandemic we were here and now we're right there. We're like right at that trend line. So what happens when service isn't there to prop up the numbers anymore? Is our economy really as strong as it looks? And I think that's what's, that's what's not being really taken into consideration. Yeah. You mentioned earlier that the revised unemployment numbers. They just oh, hit what? Revised. Which way? <laughs> uh, revised higher. Revised and, higher. And that was last week when those numbers came out, they were lower than what they were projecting, which sent rates up higher. Mm-hmm. And then this week they revised them to get the official. And all of a sudden un- unemployment claims increased. And they, you know, from the initial numbers, and they said, oh, wait, it's actually a little bit worse than what we are projecting. And what's happening with the markets today? Yep. Dow's, Dow's recovering a little bit. Yep. You know, the the 10-year T's kind of holding steady below our below our four point. But the, something that's interesting is we go back and we look at the numbers. And what have we always talked about, too? The yield curve. Yep. The two to the 10. And right now, it's at the deepest inversion since 1981. What was 1981? Volcker and and the recession, a huge yep. recession, huge a recession. very deep recession. Yeah. So everything's everything's throwing us. I mean, you look at it right here. You know, as of as of yesterday, or yeah, two yeah, yesterday or two days ago, we were sitting at negative 1.03 mm-hmm. inverted inverted rate. I mean, right now, I'm actually starting to think of buying some one-month T-bills because you can buy them at a $1,000 a piece uh, through the web, through the U.S. Treasury, and you can yield close to 4.7, 4.8%. It's better than I'm getting at my bank right? Like- any day of the week. So you're looking at that, and that shows – I mean, I'm, it's, it's just everything's pointing to yeah. – a a recession and a big recession. Yeah. And that's the hard part is I want to see some of this, like the fed slow down a little bit and let everything catch up because, and that's That's what they're not doing. They're not pausing and saying, Hey, like we see what's going to happen, but they're like, let's double down. Let's make it happen sooner. And I think what's going to happen is going to be, what happened to the soft landing? Yep. There's no soft landing. This is this is not going to be a soft landing. It's going to be interesting. Like, yeah. it's, third, it's, third, fourth quarter of this year could could get really, really difficult. And what if we said that's propping up the housing market and keeping the housing market going? Unemployment rate. Unemployment rate. You know, all of a sudden we get that unemployment rate shooting up. You know, the housing market's going to take going yeah. to take that dump. And that's the key is if it's a small gradual increase, that's okay. Like mm-hmm. in that play. But the problem is, is it's not going to be small and gradual, most likely. No, it's going to be a snowball not. effect. Um, yeah. So I, I, it's, it's tough to say. And that's, that's kind of the hard part is, you know, I, what, what I feel should happen. And again, I'm not the, you know, I'm sure pals, you know, he's a lot more qualified than I am. I mean, but I wonder just, some days <laughs> just looking at everything. You're like, man, can we just we have to slow down a hair and let things happen. You, you can't you can't because we've shown, hey, we're going to continue to shock. the. And all you're doing is you're not really making the impact. You're just kicking the can and basically making it a bigger and bigger can. Like yeah. that's all you're doing right now. 
like it'll catch up, but we're just now fully getting everything away from what happened from COVID, which was a once in a generational type thing. Hopefully we won't have to Hopefully. deal with something like yeah. that again, but that impact and everything that materialized from it, we're just now, I mean, I was thinking about it. It's, it's, what is it? It's March 9th here in central Florida. I believe it was March 15th was when we went on the curfew. Like, yeah, like it, we're at the three year mark since COVID kind of came out and, you know, in Florida, COVID doesn't really exist anymore. Um, you know, but that's, what's pushed everybody to move here. Right. Because of that warm yep. weather, right. Warm, yeah. Warm weather. I can work anywhere I want. And, and I think that's where we are now is we're just now out of it. And now it's like, okay, all these things that they're doing to push everything. Well, that artificial getting back to where we were pre pandemic, we're just hitting that. So now is when I think Q3, Q4, that's when we're going to really see all of this policy that's been happening for the last six to nine months is going to come into effect. Yeah. Oh, I agree with you wholeheartedly. It just, you know, everyone's in such a hurry these days mm -hmm. that they don't let it, let things play out. And they always, yeah. and you know, it's kind of like just having that panic attack and, Oh, I got to do this guy. No, sit down, sit on your hands, <laughs> shut up and let it play out. It's quasi, it's, it's a lot like negotiating. Yeah. You know, you, you know, you work with clients and oh, hey, did you talk to them? Did you talk to them? Oh, can, can you follow up? And it's like, no, no. Because the first one who talks loses. Yeah, you know, we, they know. You know. If I go and call that listing agent, you know, for the third time today, asking, "Have you got a response? Have you got a response? What's the seller going to do? Oh, they really want this house. Highest and best. Yep. We've yeah. got multiple offers. You're the only one we've received yet, but we've got multiple offers. Well, we've got multiple offers. Yeah. So sometimes it's it's hard. It's hard sometimes to just sit there, sit on your hands, and keep your mouth shut. Yeah. Let it play out. Give it some time. Yeah. Because when you look at the numbers, this is, whoops, this is the um, Fed target rates, what people are thinking. And yeah. right now we've jumped to nearly 80% of people are saying the Fed's going to do a half a point jump on yeah. March 21st. Mm -hmm. If you go back before Powell opened his mouth, we were down to 58%. <laughs> so he opens his mouth and guess what? Everyone's like, nope, definitely going to half a point. Yeah. And a lot of people yeah. are saying over the next, over the next um, uh, four meetings, we're probably going to see a full percentage point jump yeah. in the overnight rate. Yeah. that And that's, I mean, you know, the funny part about it is, it's like, what's what's better? Let's do a half percent this time and then a quarter and a quarter or do a quarter all four of these meetings. Like, I feel like if you did a quarter all four of these meetings, we'd see we'd see everything stay neutral. and We wouldn't see those mm -hmm. gut punches. Um, and that's I think that's what's kind of creating some of this volatility, too, in the marketplaces. It's like a gut punch every time the feds do something because they don't. Like, even though we know and we, 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 we see what they're going, we, now we have confidence. It's like 80% thinks it's going to be a 50 and it's going to be a 50. But the reality is, is it's still going to suck when a hit happens. Yeah. Like, and I think that's oh, the hard part. Because, they priced it in. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and and, and we, we joke, like sometimes we see some rate improvements, but I've been talking to clients about lately as I was like, yeah, it's getting priced in. But what's happening now is like, they're like, hey, it's going to be up here. 
and then the, the news hits and we see that rate improvement it drops right down like that much like just barely even noticeable mm -hmm. but the reality is is rates probably should have been still here yeah but because of the uncertainty everybody's going we got to be up here and everybody's moving up there and and, and it, there's so many different moving pieces right now that it, it's tough for a client and a consumer it's like you know it's hard like you know we've been telling everybody it's like we're in a lock like lock status like there's no, you know, I've got a client right now where they, they need an extension. And I was like, seller has to pay. Like seller didn't do something on their side. We need an extension. Sellers, like you can't absorb the cost. And they're like, why? And, that, and, and the agent was like, well, can't we just relock? And I said, no, I locked them 30 days ago. If I were to relock, yeah. it would cost them like $15,000 for that rate on a three. Like I was like, oh, we, we're extending and you need to have the seller pay that because they caused the delay. Um, and we're talking, they're expecting a three week delay. Oh my like, gosh. I'm like, yeah. that's a big expense, but it's not fair to the buyer to have to incur that. Yeah. I mean, so <clears throat> we go back and we, we look at the 30 year rates again, you know, here we are, you know, first part of February, yep. we were back. We actually hit back under six. Yep. And where are we today? We're sitting, sitting at seven, a little above seven. Yeah. So if you locked them, you know, at the beginning of February, I locked them right at, they were at a 6.25. That's what I locked them at. Oh my God. <laughs> like it'd be a joke to, to try to relock and do that fun stuff now. And that's the hard part is like, I, I you know, I talked to talking to clients right now, you know, sometimes they don't understand it. I'm, I'm slowly working to help understand <laughs> is, you know, if you bought before, like rates are moving at such a rapid rate that it's not a, Oh, we've got time. Like, no, it's like, yo, we we need to lock and we need to we move need to lock and lock it now. We need yeah. to make sure we maintain that lock. Like, it's going to be cheaper to pay for extensions than to than to relock. Um, and I think that's what you know. These, you know, we're seeing that. I think we might slow down a little bit, but I, I don't know. With we see another fifty pip, if we, you know, I'm hoping that the numbers for tomorrow, and then we've got core inflation uh, uh, on the 14th, right? On Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday. Yep. So that should, should in theory, we're past a lot of this. We should see inflation tick down again. We um, need to see inflation tick down. So if we, we see we really it, I think, I think if we see inflation tick down a half percent, which is a big, that's a big drop. Yeah. If we get lucky, I think we can see a really, really big rebound in the mortgage mar rate market. But I don't think we're going to see that big. Um, I'm whole, I, I would love to. I think we're going to see probably a tenth or two tenths, which is good. But it's not, you know, I don't, you know, but it's not going to be enough to really move the needle in a significant way. But if we get lucky and we see that half percent, you know, or bigger, it could be a great, you know, next week can be very awesome for rates. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that once that CPI number comes out, I think that that really is going to tell you where the Fed's going to go. Oh yeah, yeah. If they're they're going to do another rate increase. They're definitely going to do another rate increase. I, I think. I think. I, I think if it's if it's anywhere within you know a quarter percent, uh, it's going to be fifty. Even if it's lower, it's going to be fifty yeah. bucks. Yeah. You know, I think you know if it's higher. Oh my gosh, I don't even want to think about that number. I don't. Oh, man. I don't think it should be higher. It definitely shouldn't based off of what I'm seeing. But if somehow it comes out higher, uh, ooh, could be. Yeah, I. You know, they, they've said, they told us there's going to be pain and there's definitely going to be pain. I mean, 
he said the rates are going to be higher for longer. His, mm-hmm. you know, came right out and said it. Rates will be higher for longer than than we had we had had originally anticipated. Yep. So I mean, it's kind of yeah. kind of where the market's sitting, and you're seeing a lot of experts that you know were projecting 2023 being the year that we see rates rebound. Now they're projecting Q3, Q4 of 2024. Yeah. Like, yeah, everyone's pushing it out. Yeah. So you know, there's a, you know a lot of experts are losing confidence on that. Um, you know, we'll see where we go, and we'll see how. And I think yeah. this next one, I think through April. Um, you know, into March and into April, it's going to be really, really interesting to see what pops uh, so that we've got an idea. I think by the end of April, we're going to know where we're trending for the remainder of the year. For the remainder of the year. Yeah. We're going to know where we're going to be sitting. Hopefully, at least it will level off. Yeah. You know? If it flattens, I'd be ecstatic. Yeah, like, exactly. Exactly. So let's hop into the numbers for the week because this got kind of interesting. And really, a re- again, a reflection of the overall interest rates from the beginning of February. Mm-hmm. You know, came into you know really the last month of um, of February, and we jumped to 571 closings, which is the highest number of closings we've had in a couple of months. Yeah. And then one nice thing to see was the inventory kind of flattened out. We didn't have another 100, 150 dip that we mm-hmm. had had. Previously, so when you start looking at it, um, one you know one of the things we always we always like to take a look at is you know what is the original sales price versus the um, the final sales price, mm-hmm. and we again we we scooted up a little bit here to ninety three and a half percent where we had been sitting down in that ninety two ninety one for a couple of months. And then we're almost at 97%. So really about only about 3% negotiation off, off of the final list price. And you see everybody kind of, kind of push back up, but the, the, the middle ground, you know, where, which is what we deal a lot in is you see here is only 98%. So people, people didn't have to discount as much. And part of that is just, you, you were seeing houses starting to move off the market a little bit quicker than you had previously. You know, people take look going, oh, I got that 6%. Let's get out there and let's find that house. Well, I've still got the lock. You know, we're our medium price, you know, we're just, we're sitting right at that 400, 425 level where we've been sitting, you know, now for for several months, you know, so the prices have leveled off, which is nice to see compared to, again, other parts of the country. You know, I keep going back to San Francisco, which they're down 30, 35% right now. Yeah. They're just getting crushed. And then Austin, Austin, Texas. Yeah. So we're, we're fortunate in that, that inventory number. And, you know, like we're dealing with another gentleman coming from California back to Florida. Yep. You know, people, people still looking to move. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Foreclosures. And then here's our days on market. And we had peaked in mid-February at 68. And mm-hmm. we're slowly shooting down. We're down four days overall. <laughs> and I can tell you I've had a couple houses. I had one actually on Wednesday hit the market at like 8 o'clock. There was someone there at 9 o'clock. Cash offer, boom, done. Yep. And we want because we wanted to try and get in by 11 o'clock. And I, I'm like, oh, I didn't. 
gosh, I hope we don't get into this again. I really hope we don't get into this again this summer. You know, even with the higher interest rates, if people are qualified, they're going to, you know, they're going to make decisions quickly. Yep. And this was just nice to see is, is inventory flattened out for this week. Flattened out. Yep. We, yeah, exactly. And I think 100%, we need, we need to see it just flatten out a little bit. I would love to see inventory tick back up a little bit as well. Even if it went up five or 600 homes. Mm-hmm. It, would, it would it would help it would help out so yeah. if if your house is priced right presented right promoted it right it's 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 going to sell and it's going to still sell quickly yeah. it's those ones that you know haven't put the fresh coat of paint on haven't just cleaned well, up the yard even you know? even so i've seen a lot we've got one where you know we had a property and we're seeing a lot of those flippers that really they made out like bandits during the last couple of years, but mm-hmm. they listed at the top market, still trying with no comps, and they comped it out from eight months ago, then finished rehab, and then never comped it out again. And they're trying to get those numbers, and now appraisers are coming back. And it's like, hey, like I got three sales, you know, that are you know within ninety within days past- in your neighborhood within a mile, and I'm laughing. You know, I'm dealing with a rebuttal right now where the agents just like these these comps are horrible and they send me comps that were all nine months to a year old and i said i can't use comps from a year ago when i got sales from three months ago no you like, can't what are you doing yeah like come on that's 101 yeah because well, i know when i'm comp when i'm doing comparables now i won't go past 90 days you really can't I won't do it different market because, yeah it was a it was a different market Yep. And we did have a small decrease. So you've really got to keep it within that 90 day window to be yep. able to do really true comparables. Yeah. Because, you you know, you, you were in, a, I was looking at one for a client yesterday and a year ago, it was kind of hitting 335, you know, 3, 330, that range. But in the past 90 days, the recent sales are the 310, 315. Yep. So he's like, well, I'm like, no, we can't use them. I mean, here's one literally two weeks ago, same size house in your neighborhood, went at 315. That's your <laughs> best, that's your best comparable. That's I mean, I, I'm sorry, but it's the truth. Yep. You know? you're, you're not gonna see you're not gonna see an appraiser deviate much from that. No, no, they never will. You know, here in the here in the condo area, we're we're seeing the same thing. Is the final list the sales price? That discount has dropped. Why? Less inventory, and we had the better rates. So now I think we're gonna see a little bit of a turn. I think we're gonna start to see that go down a little bit. Yep. Because, you know, what is it? It's it's was it almost three hundred dollars more per for a whole percentage point? Yeah. So depending, like roughly on average. Roughly. And- size like so so people are gonna people are gonna people again tighten their belts sharpen their pencils when they start negotiating yep and they're gonna you know may have to walk away because it's just outside their budget Mm -hmm. yeah and then same thing big jump in the sales of the condos you Mm -hmm. you you more than doubled it you went from 83 to 182 And then inventory on the condos is leveled off as well. Yep. So hopefully over the next, 
you know, month, two months, we see this level off or we actually see it kind of creep up. Yeah. You know, we're hitting that March, April where this things is really going to start heating up. And, you know, but I think a lot of people are going to be sitting there going, I would love to, eh, but can but I afford to? What we're dealing with a lot now, and it's kind of interesting, is we've seen a huge tick up of people that are ready to talk. And it's like, and we're seeing it get busier on our side, but it's kind of like a lot of people are, okay, what does it look like? They want to buy. And it's like, okay, then they see their price and their price point. And then it's like, okay, deep breath. Do I really need to buy in this market? Do I want to? Okay, can I handle that payment? That's a big payment. And, you know, the reality is, is, you know, we talk about the 2-1 buy downs and the 3-2-1 buy downs and all that fun stuff, which are really, really awesome. But we see what Powell said and we see that adjustment. And it's like, okay, well, all of a sudden that two year, like now we're saying it might be a year and a half before rates go down. So it's like, you know, it's tough in those areas of, okay, how do you really, you know, what do you say? So I still tell clients like, hey, this is great. This is a plan. This is what it is. And, you know, but you are qualifying. And that's why on these two one buy downs, I've taught, you know, we qualify off the full amortized rate like the client has to be able to qualify assuming no buy down and you know that's really really important and what i've seen is in this increasing rate market too i've seen underwriters across the board at all these investors start analyzing things that they weren't as much you know a year ago or two years ago definitely that they wouldn't anytime there's an increasing rate market what and they're going to double check and triple check everything and yep. part of the reason that they're doing it, like we just had one where an underwriter caught and they saw, and I say caught, but they saw on the tax bill. Usually you send in a tax bill for a property, add Valerum taxes, not add Valerum. As long as there's numbers in both, they move on. Yep. But they notice there's a hundred percent exemption on one of the 10 different tax rates. So they asked the question, wait, why is there this exemption? And it was, oh, well, it, borrower is disabled, borrower had like the seller was disabled, yep. senior citizen, additional exemptions for that. And they said, oh, well, I can't, we know, like, I can't use that tax bill then. So now like we went from, you know, almost doubling the tax bill for the client of what for escrows, because the underwriter is like, hey, like, even though there's ad valerum being caught there and being paid there, I know that that's not a valid tax bill. Yep. I can tell you for honest, like two years ago, there's not an underwriter out there that would have paused and looked at that and said, I can't use that tax bill. Yeah. Oh, very true. Very true. We got an offer in on one right now where it was $832. People that owned it for 25 years. Yeah. And it's like, oh, and it went through with the client. Hey, I got to let you know next year, even with a homestead, you're going to go from about 832 to about $3,200 yep. when you're in your tax bill. And she's like, what? I'm like, yeah, I, I want to tell you up front. This is what's going to happen. Here's the millage rate. You know, what's nice is a lot of these counties have the calculators in there. Here, this is what I'm bought yep. for. If I got a homestead, this is what your new tax bill is going to be. Yep. And let the more, you know, let her mortgage lender know, hey, this, this is, you know, I just want to make you aware of this up front so we don't run yep. into any problems with an underwriter. Yeah. You know? And that's, and that's, you know, that's the one thing in the state of Florida I like. I, I like it and don't like, like, other states, they're like, whatever the millage rate, they calculate millage rates, 
like, you know, this is what it is, what it is. It qualifies. doesn't matter if there's a save at home or anything else. It's like, that's how you qualify a buyer. Santa Florida mm-hmm. is a little bit different. They use, we use the tax bill that exists, but yep. that's where you run into those situations where a buyer looks at it and, and it, and I commend you, Brendan, like, and one of the reasons why I love working with you as an agent, right. Is because you see that and you pause to let the consumer know Thanks. there's not a lot of agents that do that piece right? Like that, that sits there and says, Hey, or those eight, there's agents that, you know, I've talked to clients and they're not, maybe not agents I regularly work with, but I got the client a different way. And the agent will get mad and we're like, why did you tell the client their tax bill is going to go up? And I said, look, like, because it's my duty. Like I got to let them know that this is artificially low. And I get that the payment today is way down here and enjoy it for the next year, but it's not going to be way down there once it gets, you know, reassessed. Exactly. Exactly. You don't want them to all of a sudden get hit and they call you up. What happened? Oh, I forgot to tell you. Oh, what happened? Now they've got their short, their escrow account by $3,000 or $4,000. So not only does their tax bill, their their mortgage payment go up to make up for the fact that it's higher, but now they have a shortage. So it goes up even more than what it would have. And and there's been, there's been a lot of clients like that change. Like, I'll say that most clients aren't buying with their debt to income ratio at a 31 or a 33 <laughs> back in. No, they're buying at a 49 and they're qualifying. Yep. And if that tax, like, and if they sit there and that tax bill goes up, that, that could be the difference between them going, Oh, wow. Like my mortgage just went up $400 plus another 200 to make sure, make to, to make up for the escrow shortage. That's $600. A lot of clients don't just have an extra $600. Like, and they have no. to make that tough decision of what do I do next? Yep. Exactly. It's important that we look at those things. Um, I definitely think we've gone long on this one. A lot to talk about this week. Yeah, a lot to talk about. Hopefully some good stuff. For anybody that stayed tuned to the very end, I appreciate you. Yeah, very much so. Please hit the uh, thumbs up on YouTube. Hit the like on Facebook. And please join us every Thursday. Uh, We enjoy bringing you the news and keeping you up to date. Joe, take care. We'll talk next Thursday. Have a wonderful week, man. Have a good one. You as well. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.